can't recreate this fabulousness. Just kidding, there'll be more. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money and all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Well, okay. welcome back to Sigmund Sense. And uh, we are going to continue the conversation of closing skills, right? The yes. actual specific closing skills. So if you were tuned in last time, we were talking about the assumption close and the why not close. And we're going to keep on carrying on because... Remember, uh, if you kind of go back and listen last episode or if you're new to this episode, the reality is, is that the reason why closing skills are important is because the feeling that is uh, that is received or felt by the, the buyer mm -hmm. is going to be positive or negative based on you selling them the way they want to be sold. Yes. Versus you selling your way and the way you like to be sold and they don't care. And right. Don't, yeah. So the the quick. 30-second review is that there's feelers, there's knowers, uh, which is kind of gut people, and, and there's thinkers. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are making their, uh, their decisions with their, their head, their heart, or their gut, and they're hardwired that way. People want to make their decision with their gut, but you know they, some people need to process more information than others, and some people need to just feel good about you and the product than, than others. So, um, so where we're going from here is we'll jump in the next closing skill. So wh which one would you like to talk about this time? Well, let's go to the puppy dog close because oh, it's easy. fun. You know, it's, it's more of a fun one. Um, let me guess cause you're a feeler. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So, um, you know, we also stated or talked about last time that, um, there are certain close closing styles or closing techniques that are better used in, with certain personalities yeah. or a thinker versus a gut person versus a feeler. Um, so the assumption, assumptive close and the why not are pretty generic. Um, it's your go-to first round. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good starting point. Um, but as we go into some of these other ones, it kind of does lean more towards a certain personality profile or, or uh, decision-making type. So the puppy dog clothes, in my opinion, is best used on feelers and high eye personalities. Eyes and S's. Eyes and S's, yeah. So if you if you don't know what we're referencing, it's disc testing the ISC. Yes, the so disc the testing. Eyes and S's are the the two personality types we're talking about. Yes, and so eyes uh, I stands for influencer, um, pretty outgoing, want to make people happy. Um, 
we very much think in pictures and, you know, it's about the experience and how does it feel. S is, uh, S stands for steady. And so, um, a lot of times S's, they, they very much like routine, the same, let's, you know, this is the way we do it. And we do it over and over again, rinse, wash, repeat. Um, they're also driven a lot by fear yep. of uncertainty and change. Um, and anytime you're in a position to sell something to an S, you're probably facing some change yep. that they're about to encounter. So um, this one is great to use for I's and S's. I love that you pointed that out because um, if you're really trying to simplify, maybe you're not, you're ne maybe you've never heard of DISC before, uh, but it's really easy to kind of peg people if, in a couple questions, and it's probably worth diving into for just a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, there's if you were to ask yourself two questions that would really narrow down to every personality type out there, the first question would be, is this person aggressive or not aggressive, right? Because it's very clear in about two seconds if you're dealing with an aggressive person or not. Aggressive, aggressive does not, not mean, a, right, not doesn't in a bad mean, way. mean yeah. uh, like you're an I personality, which is happens to be an aggressive person right. because you want to get to know everyone in the room and you yeah. want to be and friends and with everybody. And, you know, and there's more energy, you know, there's yeah. some energy behind it. Right. And you're going to find out the, the person behind the person behind the person, which yeah. Somebody that's not wired that way might feel like, whoa, why are you asking so many questions about <laughs> me? It's because you actually give a shit, right? Yeah. So, but the first question you would ask yourself in your mind when you're talking with somebody is, is this person aggressive or not, mm -hmm. right? The second question that you ask yourself is, is this person an emotional person or a logical person? Emotional right. logic, emotional logic, emotional logic. And that's very easy to tell as well, right? If you're talking with anyone and all they want to talk about is numbers and bullet points and, you know, uh, move their glasses up their nose. You know, they're going to be a logical person. Just factual for the most stuff. Factual you know, stuff, here's stats the, and op yeah, yeah. Uh, opinions matter very little to people that are factual and logical, right? Mm -hmm. on, the, on the flip side, uh, when it goes to emotion, same thing. Like uh, you brought up fear. Fear is the most powerful emotion. So a lot of people that are fear-based and have hard times making decisions because they're petrified and they have the paralysis because they're afraid of making a bad decision, they're going to fall on the emo emotional side. So if you were just to make a grid, just to make this super easy for everybody, and you know the two answers to the two questions, like this person's an aggressive person, this person's a logical person, uh, aggressive, logical person is a D personality. Yeah. That's what it is. A D is a d very direct person, a bullet point person. They're usually the CEO of a company. That's what, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're the, the litigating attorney, <laughs> right? Yeah. Aggressive, logical person. Uh, <laughs> if you have an aggressive, emotional person, that's the I personality the that I, we're just yeah. talking about. That's Bryn, yep. right? So I'm literally a D personality. Bryn is literally an I personality. Then you go to a non-aggressive personality but is emotional. That's that S personality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they, they don't want to be front and center. Right. They do want to be part of a team. They don't, team like, they don't like job changes. Uh, they are a little bit afraid of change, right? Yeah. Um, but m man, loyal to the bone and Absolutely. hardest freaking workers in the world, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So emotional, non-aggressive is that role player it, from a company perspective. It's also um, important to point out that 60% mm -hmm. um, of the world is an S. Is an S. So yeah. when in doubt, start it's with an S, S right. and then navigate from there. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is a, a, a non-aggressive logical, logical person, person is a C personality. And a C personality is a compliant personality. So they are literally the, the absolute rule follower. Mm -hmm. They don't need to tell you that they're right. They know that they're right. They know they're right. And they um, have stats the, the to prove it and spreadsheets yeah, to prove exactly it. Exactly right. Very, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they're typically going to be an engineer. They're going to be a IT person. Check, they, but anything that follows a detailed checklist, I absolutely. think, is a great, is, a, is, is really 
well fitted for a C. Yep, exactly right. And so they keep us out of jail. That's the thing. The C's. Oh, dude. The C's protect our asses. <laughs> That's right. They, uh, the I's and D's walk us into fire. Especially in the mortgage industry, right? <laughs> yes. The D's like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> the I's like, I'm not sure how we're going to, but, but I'm optimistic. Uh, but let's do I'm it. Super optimistic <laughs> I know about we it. can't. Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. Um, that well, <laughs> we always joke about is uh, if you have, and I know that there's not really copiers anymore in the world. It seems like. Sure, there are. We have copiers. I, but this and less scanners. and less used, right? So uh, if you have a c- new copier that shows up in the office and a memo goes out to everyone, hey, uh, come learn how to use this you know, new machine at 3 o'clock, the D personality shows up to find out where the paper stack is and where the green button is. That's about it. The D, let's be honest, the D is looking to delegate this to somebody else. Right, absolutely. <laughs> we got to make sure that clear. they know how to do it because, because I'm not going to do it. Who can go the I personality shows up because it's a party. Well, like yeah. Everyone's in the same spot, yeah. so we, I want to be there too. The S shows up because they were told to. Mm-hmm. And the C shows up to read the manual yes. to literally understand how to take the damn thing apart <laughs> and put it back together. And make sure that the person teaching doesn't screw exactly up. Exactly right. Exactly right. So this all comes into play when you're being when you're tailoring a close to help somebody make a good decision a, that they feel good about, which is the key, right? Uh, which we covered in the last episode, which is you're not trying to sell something they don't want or need, but you're helping them make a good buying decision, yes. which feels good, right? Make a choice. So you said you want to talk about the puppy dog clothes, which is one of my favorites too. Because my wife is a SI, mm-hmm. right? So she's yep. very emotional. Um, she's a feeler. Mm-hmm. And so um, you you had indicated earlier that feelers think about things in pictures and song and story, right? And I think that's the real key to uh, what a puppy dog close is. Yeah. And a puppy dog close is more about um, getting somebody past the sale, right? right. So if, we're, if people are afraid of making a decision... If you can get them past the sale to really experience what it would be in that moment once you have that house or drive that car or whatever, right. then what you always, it's never about the money anymore. It's, it's, ne- right. it's like, dude, I, I'm, I want it tomorrow. And that's where you have a lot of people that make decisions that don't make sense necessarily. They just want it, right? Uh, happy but wife, happy about life. How, mo- how powerful it is when you are really clear about what the price range is yep. and can tailor the puppy dog clothes that is within their budget yep. of like what they've defined as like, yeah. you know, as long as we say that so is, helps make that's it, money. It, it, well, it makes it a fun, dis- like it's right. not, no one, uh, I always say at the end of every loan application, I always say it's not every day you get to blow a half a million bucks so you should enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's the truth. You know, y- you, we can stress, or s- I can stress myself out over every dollar spent and what a mortgage is going to cost and the extra taxes and extra insurance and all that stuff. Right. Or I can focus on, hey, I'm really excited about buying my next home for my family, right? Right. So what the puppy dog clothes is, I want you to picture the place that you're not allowed to take your children, if you mm-hmm. have small children, which is uh, any pet store in America. Right. And the reason is because you'll leave with three dogs because once you are petting the puppy with <laughs> the soft puppy fur and smelling the puppy dog breath, then for sure you're going to leave with some damn puppies, right? Yes. Um, so it, it does not make sense that it was a purebred blah, 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 blah for $2,000 <laughs> for a freaking dog. You're going to leave because your little angel-eyed beauty with big blue eyes is looking at you saying, Daddy, may I please I have it? I want this puppy. I want this dog, right? So yeah. that's the idea behind it. And so uh, the example that I'll use would be in anything that has to do with um, – an experience that you can have with whatever you're buying past the sale. So uh, one that I would use would be car dealerships do a really great job. It's a, it's right? a great example. Yeah. Car, car dealerships are probably the one that everyone can relate to, which is, you know, everyone that shows up at car lock, 
lot car lot when the salesperson walks up says only one thing what just looking. I'm just looking <laughs> right looking. that is the answer that the car salesman knows you're gonna say and yeah. it means nothing so once they see that you look at something twice three times walk around it four times so they're looking at the price then the first thing they do is they walk up and say hey let's take this thing for a spin let's get right this let's baby get on you the roads it. because when a when, if they've identified you correctly as being that feeler and that experiential person then once you're when, you know, your car is has a little bit of a wobble to it. Like the wheel's not perfect, like wobble, right? Wobble. Uh, your wobble. shocks are a little bit worn, and so you kind of feel more bumps. Uh, your kid puked in the back seat 15 months ago, and you didn't quite get it all, so it has a little Gross. bit of a tin smell to it, right? <laughs> and the reason I say that is is that when you get into this car that seems to float on earth and you can't Literally. feel a bump, and it's tight and fast and... You know, it smells. The smell. I like to talk about the smell. Yeah, the like, new car leather smell. You just can't recreate it. That's so going to sell to most people yeah. that are feeler based, that that are looking within their price range. Because right. I love it. How much is it? Oh my God, I can afford that. Done. Woo-hoo. That's yeah. it. Right. So it's really about helping people get past it. So questions that you can ask somebody would be uh, like what we do in mortgages. Um, hey, what do you like about the house? What are you most excited about? And the the feeler is going to say something like. Um, oh my God, like it's open area and there's plenty of room for my kids to play. And it's got a, my wife said, you know, I want a wood burning fireplace. So we have a big Christmas tree. So you'd say something like, imagine the Christmas tree on Christmas day, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine what you're putting that wall. All those things are getting people past the sale. Yeah. Help them see themselves driving the car, living in the house, Mm -hmm. playing with the puppy, (laughs) all of those. Yeah. I I actually watch it. It's funny that, uh, we're talking about cars that wasn't playing. I'm talking about this. It just popped in my head. I remember, um, when I bought my last truck, I remember seeing this young couple pull up in a badass two-door uh, sports car. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and I was doing my paperwork, so, but I was waiting. They were printing off something, so I was listening to this couple. And the guy asked, hey, why are you buying a new car, which is a very smart smart thing. Mm-hmm. And the answer was, well, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we it's going to be difficult to get a car seat in the back, in the back seat. When there is not one. When there's not <laughs> one in the back, right? And... The literally, I probably heard that guy reference the back seat five times in three minutes. Yeah. Like, well, what are you looking for in a back seat? What are you looking for in room? Like, do you are you expecting to have more than one ch- child? Like, and it was all yeah. about getting them past the sale. And so, we need a bigger vehicle for sure. And I'm gonna help you find that. And I'm helping right? find it. I love so it. That's I love what it. Puppy dog sale really is. It's helping somebody get past the sale. Absolutely. So painting the picture. Um, imagine them living in, driving in, experiencing what they're about to buy is Absolutely. really the idea behind the puppy dog. And get, again, to reiterate, um, best used on I's, S's, uh, feelers, feelers and feelers. Um, oh, how about a, uh, I've got one for you for, how about, uh, trying on wedding dresses? Oh man. Because it makes sense to spend $30,000 <laughs> on a fucking dress for a night, right? Yeah, that totally. Makes, <laughs> Hey, I still have my imagine, hanging in my closet like I wore it yesterday. Yeah, because because the dad's there, right? And the, and the and the salesperson will look at the and look at the dad and say, "Imagine her walking down the aisle on the the wedding day." It's like, okay, she wants Dude, it. I'm done. Toast, <laughs> toast, toast. What's the next um, one? Okay, let's talk about. Oh, this is another one of my favorites. You deserve it. It's mm. what I love to tell myself. <laughs> Anytime I'm struggling with a decision, you know, you really deserve this. You're right. I do deserve this. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, when you start to Google some of these titles, you know, there there's uh, 101 different closing techniques with different titles. And so um, so it's not, you know, 
there will be 101 more than what we talk about. But what, what the reason why I, I like this one a lot is, again, going back to having an arsenal. One thing you've got to understand if you are selling anything is that an objection is normal. It just may, means that there's more questions. Yes. Um, if, again, you're helping somebody with something that they actually want, can afford, and need, right? Yeah, and, and I so think, would you like, I just want to re, I want to emphasize that again, again that again, object, again. objections <laughs> are very normal and expect them because so often it throws us off our game. Yep. We're like, we don't, we we're not prepared. Rejected. Yeah, and it rattles us, and we can't get out of our own head. Yep. Like, at all so expect three or four yep. that you're going to have to go through yep. before this and that's where this you deserve it close comes in again would be a follow-up so imagine if you actually did the assumption close and then there was more questions and so you ask the why not close and then you address those questions and you recognize that they're a feeler so now you go into the puppy dog close <laughs> and there's still more questions and now you might go to the you deserve it because what the You Deserve It Close is all about is identifying the fear for what it is mm -hmm. and being the professional that is holding the hand, right? Like yes. some people need the warm blanket. And I can't, uh, I can't reiterate this piece enough that um, if you are in any business at all, you're supposed to help people lead people to the finish line. Right. They, if they showed up, let's just say that you own a uh, boutique clothing company, small boutique clothing company. Mm -hmm. If somebody walks in the door, why are they there? Because they probably need something for maybe an event. Yeah, or I'll make it easy to buy some fucking clothes. Or they want to feel <laughs> they want something to make them feel better about the yes, Or make them feel prettier or whatever, yes, right? Like they, they yes. showed up there to buy something. Yeah. Be really clear. Like if they show up on the yeah. car lot, it's to buy a car. It, like they're there to do that. So helping with that process and leading people is is a big piece. And so when you identify somebody as being emotional, you've got to recognize that whether it's said or not said, they probably have some fear, an underlying fear that needs to be placated or they need to feel like so you're doing this with them and helping them through it right totally so um again i'll just use mortgages as a, as a prime example because i do it every day but uh obviously agreeing to pay three thousand dollars a month for the next 30 years of your life is not to be taken lightly right, right? yeah but that's why you get pre-qualified you get pre-qualified in advance before you go buy a freaking house mm -hmm. before you make an offer in house so right. that you understand what your goals are understand mm -hmm. what your price range is understand what the down payment's going to be get realistic expectations of what the process will look like. But that doesn't mean that that fear might not seep back three weeks, three totally. months, three years later when you finally find the house, right? And so you have to kind of re-remind people of, hey, this is why we did this. Yeah. So one of my good friends, uh, Tad Chapman's a great realtor locally. And Tad's the one that actually told me this almost nine, 10 years ago, is uh, that he had a buyer that he had referred our way. We had pre-qualified him. I don't remember the exact numbers, but let's just say it was a $300,000 max. The goal was like 250, mm -hmm. and they found this house for like 260. So they they could go to 2 260, sorry, to 300, and this one's at 260. And they he he knew what the he'd shown like a billion houses. Mm -hmm. And when they walked into this one, they knew this was the right house. Yeah. This is the right fit for this person. It was the right one. He knew it. And you know, professionals that work with a client for a long time of in any industry get to the feeling of, I know what this person wants, right? right? That's what they do for, they know what you're looking for. So um, he couldn't understand why she wasn't making an offer. Like, this is it. Like, don't think about it, especially in this environment. If you're listening to this in 2021, I mean, you have two seconds to decide if you're making an offer because 17 other people are making offers with you at the same right. time, right? Yeah. So Be he ready. could not understand why this lady was not making an offer on something that he knew was the best fit of all the houses they'd looked at so far. Yeah. And then it really dawned on him that, uh, oh, she's afraid again. 
And so all he said was, hey, do you remember uh, getting pre-qualified with Josh however many months ago? He said, yes. Do you remember that you had a goal, you went through all your objectives, you wanted to, you talked about your payment, your cash? Yes. Remember how your pre-qualification letter says 300000 Yes. You're well under that. You're well underneath that. Yeah. Look, I just want to let you know, we would not let you buy something that you're not comfortable with. You've already identified you're go you're going to be okay with this payment. Yeah. This is within your wheelhouse. Yeah. Listen, you deserve this for yourself. Yes. And all it was is taking that warm blanket and tucking her in and saying, dude, like I've got your best interest in mind. Yeah. This is why we got pre-qualified in the first place. Right. And I think that's a huge point. A huge point is to remind people of what the goals are and to remind them that they're well within the boundaries that have been set yep. for them that we established up front. Yep. So we've already established the reason that you need this purchase and the, and the why behind it. Mm -hmm. And we've identified what the boundaries are for price. So yep. it's, if you can go through those and kind of remove them one by one again, yep. tie it back to the goals. It, it does help people process through mm -hmm. all the emotions that they're feeling. Yep. Um, and I, I see that missed a lot is go back to the goals. Tell, yep. tell me again why well, we're and it moving. also shows people that you care because you remember what they told yeah, you. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like absolutely. You, uh, originally you told me you wanted three bedroom, two bathroom, two yard garage in this school district for under 300,000. Has anything changed? No. Does this house have all those this things? Yes. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Right. Listen, you deserve this. Your family deserves this. And it's just helping people make that last step because here's what is a disservice would be for her to be so afraid, not identifying it, that mm -hmm. she decided to think about it for a day or two. And then that house goes under contract Absolutely. with somebody else. Yeah. And then six months later, she finally finds a, a similar house that costs more and the rates are higher because she waited because the agent wasn't able to identify what the real issue was and help them through that process. And right. so, again... I really think this is about being professional. There are a lot of, uh, you know, rookies in all industries and in sales that is more true than I hate to admit. Um, mm -hmm. But a professional salesperson makes you feel good. It, absolutely. It makes you feel absolutely. good about your decisions. Yes. Right. 100%. So <clears throat> I want to keep on whittling through these. Um, do we have time for one more? Or do you want to wait? Yes. Do, do another one? No, we do have time for one more. Um, so the next one I have written down is the option close. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, this is actually one of my favorites too. Yeah. This one's, this is good to get out of a, a crappy situation. Like I think not a crappy situation. Maybe that's the wrong way to say it. Um, you're talking about the way I like to be closed. If you're it's not crappy. <laughs> See, this is exactly what we're talking about. Normally I feel you attacked. Know, it's because we've come to a point where we're disagreeing about something and have to lay out the two options. <laughs> right. Um, no, I feel like this one's used when you are at a point where you really can't make a decision and to the salesperson, it's clear, right? Like we either can list your house at this amount of money and keep it on the market for 30 plus days um, and drag this out, or we can list it where it's going to, where it's going to be sold tomorrow. Like those are the two options, which, sure. which one works. So what's really interesting to me is that, uh, and I think it's personality differences. I don't look at that at all that way as an option close. Um, but you don't, what, what I just said, you don't like you it as an option? No, no. Uh, well, it is, an op it is an option because you did, but the reason why you would use it is because of your personality, right? To me, uh, I'm a deep personality, right? So deep personalities like to feel like they're in control. Yes, yes. That's yes, it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, but we're very quick in making decisions. We are gut people. We're, we're, not, we're not thinkers or feelers. We're gut people. Mm -hmm. And we know what we want, and 
if I trust you enough to sell me anything, mm-hmm. then I trust you to give me a couple good options and I'll make a decision like make that. A decision, right. Yeah. So what I don't like as a deep personality is for you to shove one thing down my throat and me feel a little bit out of control and oh, that you sure, don't, yeah, and that you don't value my own thoughts. Right. Right. So in the same scenario, which is a slippery slope with D's because a lot of times you can assume that a D just wants you to tell them what to do, how to do it because they're bullet pointed, they're swift thinking and moving. And so if you fall into that trap, which is, it's a trap of here's what we're going to do. And I'm going to bullet point the details because that's, I'm trying to match a mirror you hear what he said really clearly that still want to feel like I'm in control. Correct. They have to feel like they're still in control and have, and are adding value and getting their opinion and is being taken into consideration. Yeah. So going back to exactly, I'm going to just rephrase the exact same thing you said for an option close. So what an option is being really clear is you give two good options. You're basically in a very short format with a few bullet points. This is not a long list. This is not details to abstention. Like Mm -hmm. this is just give me the most pertinent facts. So what you said is, Hey, look, I could sell your house for 500,000 bucks. It will take about 30 days because that is definitely aggressive in this market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you did say that you need to be out of this house within a few weeks because you need the cash to buy the next house. Or, or you didn't want to keep it on or, the market for that long to keep yeah, it clean. Or we could, li- we could list it in four, uh, for 475 and I literally think you'd probably have an offer within seven days. So I know your time is really valuable. And you may or may not care about having your house cleaned up at a moment's notice for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you might leave a little bit of money on the table, but the truth is, is that time is money to you too. So what's best for you? Would you like me to list it for 500 and understand it'll take a little bit more time? Yeah. Or do you like to list it for 75 and we'll have this thing on your contract in, in seven days? Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's acknowledgement of what matters to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is giving the Both basic, are good options. They're both good options. And you don't care either way. I yeah. think that's the other caveat that... Yeah is as a salesperson, you present two great options. Like there's not one option that really works and one that's super crappy. And yeah, like give me two either, good options. For either party, like yeah. here are the two options. And I think too, it reminds me, the option close reminds me of, you don't wear glasses or contacts, but when you go to the eye doctor and they like are fitting you for your right prescription, it's like, does A look better or B look better? Okay, does A or B, A or C, A or D, and you keep going through this entire oh, process of looking through all these lenses. And so I think the next step to that option is you may have to ask a couple more options like and keep narrowing it down. Yeah, very okay, true. So now that we've established that you want to do the 500,000 30 day option. Yep. Okay. Now let me ask you now, which one is it? Yep. And present another option yep. to keep whittling it down. Yeah. It, 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 I think that's exactly like in, in especially this, this day and age with offers like, look, we could offer the list price and hope no one else make an offer, but I got to tell you the last five properties I made offers on, there were 10 to 15 offers on at the same day. Mm-hmm. Or you can be aggressive. It might not appraise. I know you've got the cash. That's not the point. It's your call if you want to be aggressive and go over the, the, listing, yeah. the listing price, but it gives you a better chance of winning the house. What do you want to do? Right? Yeah. So the option close actually works very, 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 very well for a deep personality mm-hmm. and for a gut person. Um, and that's actually what salespeople want. Salespeople yeah. want to work with an option closed with a D personality. That's what they would like to work with because, and naturally another thing to point out is going back to why we ran from tigers a long time ago is you want to make a decision, whether you're a thinker or a feeler, you want to make a decision with a gut. You're just overthinking or overfeeling it. Right. It, yeah. So <clears throat> this is another way to help transition people to making a more logical gut based decision when they're s- super tied up in emotional uh, fear stuff. Right. Um, So what I'll say, like sometimes going back 10 minutes in this podcast, 
I might have already done the assumption close. Then I did the why not close. Then I did the uh, puppy dog close. Then <laughs> I like did the then I did the uh, <laughs> you know you deserve a close. And we're still like hemming and hawing. It's like, look, I gotta ask you a question, Bryn. What does your gut tell you? Does <laughs> your gut run tell like you? hell? And that's fine, right? <laughs> and that's fine. But Which does your does your gut tell close. you that you're willing to risk <laughs> losing this property by not making an offer tonight? Or does your gut tell you you should make it your option to back out? Like you should make an offer and make it your option. What does yeah. your gut tell you? And if your gut is saying this, support it. If your gut is saying this, I support it. But what is your gut telling you? Because it really drills down to mm-hmm. I've got to get out of my head. I've got to get out of this feeling thing that's muddling me down and I'm the paralysis of analysis crap that's happening to what does my gut really tell me? Trust your gut. Trust your gut. But also the answer is another clue for the salesperson. Absolutely. So Which you if be, you're a good listener, an yeah. active listener, you're going to do better long yeah, term. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so... I want to wrap up this episode, but we do have a couple more left that we're going to go through. Got to deal with the thinkers. Got to deal with the thinkers. And then I also want to talk about, too, how you how how to best navigate a couple that is two different personality styles, two different decision-making styles, and how do you identify who's a decision-maker? How do you identify <clears throat> or how do you, how do you navigate that scenario yeah, you can't use one clothes on both of them they're <laughs> different personalities usually right <laughs> right and sometimes it's a little tricky you know mm-hmm. it's like okay i feel like this is probably the decision maker but i don't know or maybe it truly yep. is like anyway so all good conversations so absolutely point is stay tuned for the next episode um where we're going to finish off these um closes so we have the list summary a takeaway um and obligation Perfect. Obligation. Perfect. So, anyways, thank you guys for thank listening. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'd love to hear your comments. We'd love to have you reach out to us. Um, please like us. Please subscribe to us. Please share Absolutely. with share us. Absolutely. Yes, and anything that you want to hear more about or want to share with us, uh, you can send that to segmentsense at gmail.com. Um, and again, find us on social and tell your friends. Right. Tell your friends. <laughs> so, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers.